Sunday, August the 14th. Welcome to this Burlington Audio Podcast. We hope you will be encouraged and inspired in your faith as you listen to this message. We'd love to hear what you think. Please be in touch with us through the website. More information and many more podcasts are all at burlingtonbaptist.org.uk. Thanks for listening. Can anybody guess what I'm going to talk about in a few minutes? Is it time? We are. We're going to think about a time today. And that Bible passage that we've just read, it reminds us that God has given us the gift of time. Now, who feels like time is a gift? Who feels like time can be a burden? Who put your hands up to both? Yeah. Time is one of those things that we talk about quite a lot. How are you? I'm busy. How are you? Oh, it's been one of those weeks. That implies I haven't had time. Time is one of those things that we all have, but we all use differently. And we all seem to have quite different understandings of how time works. Who is always early to things? Who is always early? Yeah, yeah, you are always early. We have Richard time in our house, which means we will be 10 minutes early to everything and then sit in the car waiting for it to start. Who is always late? If I had the chance, we'd have Claire time. If I had the chance, we would definitely be just on time, about two minutes late for everything. You see, we have different understandings of time. But that Bible passage that we've just read reminds us that there is a time for everything. That there is a season for everything. That there is a time when you will be busy and there is a time where you will rest. There is a time where we will have a packed church and there is a time where most people have gone to the beach. There is a time for everything. And sometimes we don't feel like that. We feel like there's not enough time for all the things that we have to do. But the Bible reminds us that actually God gave us six days to work, one to rest. And if we view it through his lens and if we ask him about how we use our time, then there is a time for everything. It also says, though, that there's different seasons. There's no time the same. It will not be like this on the 20th of December weather-wise. If it is, something's gone very wrong in the world between now and then. There is different seasons. And that passage reminds us, doesn't it? There's a time to weep and there's a time for joy. There's a time where we are silent, a time where we speak up, for example. There are so many different seasons. But why we wanted to talk about time on its own today is that actually time is a gift from God and one that he asks us to hold in our hands. Now, a few of you have asked me what this picture is of. This picture is um, a photo that is of my hand. And in the hand is some fish whelk eggs. It's empty. It would have had fish eggs in it. And it washed up on the beach at Cove Hive, which is just north of Southwold. And uh, I took some time out my diary to go with my camera, walk along the beach with a few others to take photographs. 
The week leading up to it, I nearly cancelled it about 45 times because I was so busy and things weren't going well. And I thought if I had that extra time, then I would get everything done. I went to the beach and I had the most wonderful afternoon, put all of the things I had to do still at the back of my mind. And actually the time I had was so restorative. And I took this photograph and every time I looked at it, it reminded me of the fact that God gives me time, not just for my to-do list, but for what I need, for what is good for me. That afternoon on the beach taking those photos restored my soul more than probably a thousand other things, including getting the to-do list done. Sometimes we think if the to-do list is done, then I'll rest. Or if the to-do list is done, then I'll have some fun. Or if the to-do list is done, then I'll spend time with God. This for me was deliberately saying, I am using my time to spend some time in a place that I love, on the beach, doing something I love, and I connected with God. And I took this photo, and it reminds me that in my hand is the gift of time. And God asks me to use it really, really wisely. So we were going to sing a song right now. But instead, what I'd like you to do, just with the one or two people around you, share one thing that you love to do that restores you. It could be cleaning. I very much doubt it. (laughs) What one thing Do you love to do that restores your soul? That when you use your time for that, it feels like a gift. Why don't you share that with the person uh, next to you or around your table? You just got a couple of minutes. Just another 30 seconds. Okay, I'd love to hear a few. And Jemima and Esther and Sam, do you want to help? No? Okay, you can stay there. 
What I'd like you guys to do is listen really carefully to what people share. And then in the next bit while I'm talking, Esther, are you good at drawing? Yeah, you are. I'd like you to draw me some photos, some pictures of what other people say so you can show them at the end for me. Is that okay? Okay. So, Jane, what do you find restorative? I'm sorry, you were there and you just look smiley. Um, I think probably sitting in the garden with my family. Yeah, lovely. In the sunshine? It's better. No, not really. Okay. Anyone else? I'm going over this way next. What do you guys love to do on this table? I saw some of this. Is that fishing? Lassoing squirrels. <laughs> Walking in the countryside. Thank you, Josh, for bringing us back. If you want to learn to lasso a squirrel, 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 <laughs> squirrel. What did you guys find restorative? Pottering in the garden. Yep. What about the winning team at the back? Doing the PA at church. Riding, riding Mark's bike, which is now an electric bike, so much easier up the hills. It has become a lot easier. What do you guys like to do with your time? What do you... Being, Being outside in nature. Yeah. Anyone else? Anyone over this side? On the beach. Should have joined me. It was beautiful. What do you love to do? Relaxing at home. Relaxing at home. Can you avoid the dust and the cleaning? No. <laughs> no. Brilliant. Chris? Visiting my best friend for a, for a chat. And a, visiting my best friend for a chat. And a, Cup of tea with your friend. So, Jemima, can you draw me all of that on a big piece of paper? That would be amazing. We're going to think just for a few moments about the kind of time that God gives us. And the last passage, sorry, the last uh, question I asked you were about these two types of time. You see, in the Bible, we, it's, uh, the New Testament is written in Greek. And therefore, it has nuances that the English words often don't have. And there are two words for time in the Bible. There's chronos time and kairos time. Chronos time, that's where we get our word chronological from. That's a big word to say on a Sunday morning. Is about the kind of passing of time. So if you had a timeline of when you were born to now, there would be, you know, I went to school when I was this old and da da da. It's the passing of time, the chronological time. Kairos time is a significant moment in time. It, it translates to be deep time, which sounds a bit strange, but it's a moment that's deep, that you stop, that you pause, that you recognize something has changed or that this is a very special moment. So a wedding day, for example, would be that, a moment in time where everything changes Having my first daughter, everything changed, some of it for good. And you go, that's a significant moment in time. And the passage we had a moment ago reminds us, doesn't it, that actually there's the passing of time, the seasons, but also within the seasons there are kairos time, significant moments, a time to be born 
a time to die. They're very significant moments in time. And Jesus talked about them uh, in Mark, um, which I haven't put down here, Mark 1, 18. And it says, Jesus went to Galilee proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come. And the word time there is kairos. So he's saying everything has changed. This is a different moment. I am here now. Jesus is on the earth and the kingdom of God is near. So he's saying it's a significant moment in time. So I'm sure in your own life, you can think of examples of both. You know, we live in chronological time, don't we? I get up in the morning, I go to work or whatever it is I do. I go to bed at night. That's chronological time. But I'm sure you can also think of Kairos time. Now, some of those are good moments. A wedding, for example. Some of those are much harder moments. A diagnosis at a hospital or somebody around you struggling or somebody dying. That they're harder moments, a significant moment in time. And when we're thinking about time, we need to see how God uses both of these and how he invites us to use both of them. Let's think for a moment about Kronos time. The passage in Romans 12, which loads of us know very well, but this is what it says in the message paraphrase. So here is what I want you to do, God helping you. Take your everyday ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work and walking around life and place it before God as an offering. What a beautiful way of explaining chronos time. You see, we wake up and we mostly have everyday ordinary lives. We sleep, we eat, we walk around, we do things. But the amazing thing is God chooses to use the everyday for his miracles. He chooses to use the everyday to speak to us. He chooses to use the everyday walking and talking lives so we can be a blessing to others. But what does he ask us to do? He says, give me your everyday walking around life and watch and see what I will do. Isn't that a wonderful invitation? He's not asking us to do anything wacky or different, move to another country to tell people about Jesus. He's saying, just give me your everyday life and then watch and see what I will do through you and in you. What a wonderful invitation that is. Jesus invites us to give our everyday lives to him. Our work time, our prayer time, our time with our family and friends, our time at school, our time wherever we go in the day. So just pause for a moment and I'm just going to lead us in a prayer that just says, God, I want to give you my everyday life, my, my ordinary life. Nothing wacky about it. It's just my everyday life. And then we're going to think about Kairos time. So let's pray for a moment. Lord, I give you my walking around everyday ordinary life. As I wake every day, may I be aware of your presence. As I travel through the day, may I hear your voice. And as that passage reminds us, I'm giving you my everyday life and asking that you use it for your glory. My comings and goings, may they be for you. My work, my rest time, my time with friends and family, the times when I'm cleaning. Lord, I give you my everyday walking life and I ask that you use it for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Let's just quickly think about Kairos time. So, Kairos time is a little bit perhaps more about what the Ecclesiastes verses were. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to mend, a time to build up. They're moments in life. They're significant moments. We can all think of them. And they're moments that God especially uses uh, to teach us and to encourage us or to change us or to show that his presence is with us. And uh, he does all kinds of things in those Kairos moments. But I've just written a few things down. Uh, we often learn more about God in the hard times than the good times, don't we? And those moments where we choose to say, okay, uh, life's not good at the moment. Perhaps uh, I need to lean more on God. He proves himself again and again to be good. These Kairos moments are often moments where God chooses to remind us who he is. And he chooses to show us his power, even if we feel weak in these moments, or to show us his presence when we really need it. These Kairos moments, though, are also moments where we might need another person in a different way. Or if we're celebrating something, we want to include people in the celebration. And so our relationships with others grow as well. These Kairos moments, though, also give us stories of his love or his grace or his power that we can share with others. Uh, they're, they're moments where we learn stuff ourselves, perhaps about who we are and who other people are and who God are. And then God in his grace uses those stories to encourage others or to help us to relate to somebody else, perhaps in a different way. They can be moments where we can encourage others because we've been there ourselves. Kairos moments are gifts from God to teach us, to change us, to help us understand who he is. But he also uses our story to help other people who might be in the same situation as well. So we've got Kronos time, we've got Kairos time. But how do we use it well? Now, these are the same points as I used a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about the possessions and the physical things that we've got in our hands. And I think it's true today. You see, you've got your everyday walking and talking life. You've got significant moments in your life. And God says, be grateful for the time that you've got. See the time that you have and say thank you, which is why we began by singing, counting every blessing. You see, I am grateful that this morning I woke up and the sun was shining. I was given a new day. But also, God asks us to use our time generously. Now, this is really challenging sometimes because we're busy people. Don't you know, my diary's already full for next week. Jesus, with the woman in the well, was still busy but he still stopped in the heat of the day and took time with the woman at the well to talk. How can you use the time, both your stories, the Kairos moments, but also your everyday walking walking and talking lives generously for others? I'm going to embarrass my dad. My dad's here. It's really nice to have him here. And he, every Sunday, takes Sunday lunch to his next-door neighbor who's in his 90s. That's an example of him using his time generously to give to Mervyn over the fence. We can use our time generously. 
But it takes some thinking about. It takes some planning to make sure you've got extra carrots. It, it takes time to think about, okay, actually, I'm going to use that extra hour to be generous in this way rather than not. Or it might even take, like the woman in the well for Jesus, a moment to say, do you know what? I'm going to have to be late for something else. Or I'm going to have to not do something else because I'm going to be generous in this moment. And the last way is gracefully. Gracefully. We don't often think about grace and time. But actually, if God has given us all the time for all the things we need to do, how do I do that gracefully? How do I do that in a way that shows uh, God that I'm willing to use the time for him rather than just my own agenda? How do I uh, use the time I have for others, not just for myself? How do I give it away, perhaps sacrificially sometimes as well? So I wonder what God's saying to you about how you use your time. Let's just pause for a moment. I've spoken a lot. And let's just, out of all that we've heard, ask God for the one thing or two things that he's just reminding you about today. Lord, what are you saying to me today? Out of all that I've heard, 